0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Hearts Unglued podcast. This is a weekly podcast where I invite guests or go solo and dive into topics that are hard, ugly, and are often hidden in our lives. Life as a late teen and young adult in the modern world as a Christian is anything but easy, and no topic here is off the table. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy.
1: Hey, everybody. I have Shalee here with me today. Hi, Shalee. Hi. <laughs> um, we are sitting on my friend's floor. It's, Next to the fireplace. I don't know that I'm ever going to start a podcast before 9 p.m. I feel like that should be a rule that you don't. <laughs> Every time the attempt is to start it before 9 p.m. and then we talk and stall hours.
2: I mean like we could have like <laughs> recorded earlier and it still would have been. I considered <laughs> yeah. we were
1: having some good conversation before it was, I was like I should just press record now and just see. It was podcast worthy. And just bleep out names.
2: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> there would be a lot of just bleep. Happening. It would be that the
2: whole time. <laughs>
1: but we had good conversation.
2: <laughs> so who is Shalee today? Um, well, like, what do I do? Just where I am? Who are you? Me. (laughs) I am a young, I, will. it's so weird to think of myself as a young adult. I feel like I'm 12 sometimes. Um, (laughs) like, who allows people to adult? Um, I am a hairstylist, and I am a mom of a sweet four-legged boy named Chewy, (laughs) who's so important to me. Um... I think – I don't know. Um, <laughs> I would say me today, I am trying to live, I don't know, the best I can and just kind of do it the way that God would want me to, trying my best. Try. <laughs>
0: trying, trying every day.
2: That's, that's always the goal is just to try because, you know, no one actually makes it, but as long as you try,
1: that's – that's, that's all you can that's do. That's all I can do. <laughs> a for effort. Sometimes it gets ugly, but it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Moms always know how to push buttons. At least my mom does. I love her dearly.
2: Um, <laughs> I I think I try to push my moms. <laughs> I, like, I try to, I'm not, like, I'll do it sometimes or I try to make her yeah. feel uncomfortable. But, like, because it's funny. Yeah.
1: Because
2: it it's it takes a lot for her, though. She's just so cool, calm, and collected. Where I'm like,
1: me and my mom fight the same exact way. Really, the same way, and it's
2: we're opposite. So funny. I could tell my mom like, (laughs) if I'm like really upset with her, and like I'll tell her, and I'll just be screaming. She's like, "Well, I really love you, doll." Like,
1: (laughs) that's not how this is supposed to go. (laughs) My friend Rachel, who was on the podcast before this, she witnessed me and my mom having one of our arguments, and she was like, that was the most refreshing thing I've ever seen. I wish I felt like that with my mom, because you guys just put it all on the table. <laughs> there was no question of what you were feeling, how you were well, feeling. it's very
2: honest. I feel like- It was very honest. They, they teach you that in therapy, and how to, <laughs> like, that's how you're supposed to fight, so yeah, you can skip that part of- It's pretty honest.
1: I always feel bad after that.
2: Well, no one feels that's good nice. after a fight. I mean, if you that's do, fair. you're doing something that's really fair. wrong.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I never feel good. No.
2: I mean, if you feel good, that's 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 real mean. Your poor it's mom. It's been a really
1: long time, though. Now that I say that.
2: That you fought with your mom?
1: Yeah, it's been a long time, but we're making cookies tomorrow. So.
2: Oh. I mean, we ate cookies today. We're
1: not making them. We make a lot of cookies for Christmas.
2: Do you, I used to. Like at least
1: 12 different types.
2: That's fun. I'm I'd like I haven't well, I bake a lot. Like I just take stuff to work and share it with others so I'm not really? eating it myself. Heck yeah. Maybe, I wish
1: I could like I'd, I'd be six hundred pounds option. if I hate cooking.
2: I don't like cooking, I like baking.
1: Interesting. see I view it as all the same.
2: Oh no no no. I'll make cookies <laughs> all day long. Like I have to Google I Googled how to make a steak the other day. <laughs> There are correct ways to do it. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have a grill, I like so steak. I didn't put on. I said
1: the same thing. I swear <laughs> to you. People always get angry at me. I'm a vegetarian now, so it doesn't matter. But oh, I
2: forgot. Yeah, yeah. just kidding. But I was gonna say.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I like chicken, and so I hate bacon. I hate steak. You hate bacon? I do. Nobody hates bacon. Do you know how many times people have like asked me, like, "Are you from Canada?" Like. Why? My Canadians like, don't like bacon? I don't know. Like my U.S. citizenship Canadian bacon. is immediately taken away from me as soon as I say That's I don't ham, like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian bacon ham. It's just ham. And I like ham. I don't uh, like bacon I mean though. it's a different type of pork. <laughs> it's still pigs. I don't know. I don't like bacon though. I like ham. More for just me. bacon. That's yeah. what I always say. I'm real. I don't know. Steak too. I don't like it. But you made
2: it good. Uh, yeah. I will. I it was Omaha Steaks. I don't know. I got suckered into getting like who I'm sure they mark it up a ton. They're like two hundred dollars worth for only fifty dollars. I'm like, that's a steal. It's,
1: of who course. knows?
2: Literally. Uh but I mean it was delicious and I Googled and whatever Google told me to What's do. Your, what I do you like it? it the temp not burned. I don't know. Honestly, cuz it's like I get so weird with meats because Do it's like you like
1: the pink in the
2: middle? Sure. I mean, as long as it's cuz I think I did eat a piece and it where I was like cuz I know it's supposed to be like how the temperature. Like as long as it's like above whatever in the middle, like you're not going to get like E coli or you could just have romaine lettuce yeah. and you get that too. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> That's true.
2: Um as long as it's it wasn't burnt and it was still red-ish.
1: And it was good? So what? That would be like a...
2: It's not rare. Medium? Medium, medium well? rare. Medium yeah. rare? I think medium well is when it's like no re- no red.
1: I think well is no red. Medium well is like kind of red. I don't know though. I'm the vegetarian. Yeah, I was no saying. You- <laughs> and I don't like steak. So everything I'm saying is picture at like Longhorn or something.
2: (laughs) I don't know. There's supposed to be like a test with like your finger and your like your thumb. I've heard that but that like baffles
1: my
0: mind.
2: Yeah I was trying to do that at the same time and like that doesn't translate well with like your I'm not touching a steak. So like with my finger (laughs) It, it made zero sense to me.
1: Did it say that in the Google thing? It
2: did. It said did if it? you take, it's like if you take your pinky and your thumb and hold it together, like if you touch like your fatty part of your thumb, that's like, well, and then if you do your, uh, index finger and your thumb, that's like rare. If wow. you, it's weird. Google did say that. So this. did you
1: just take it off at whatever time you want? You just, yeah. Or you took the temperature?
2: Nope. No, no, <laughs> I didn't do that either. I I So you
1: almost got E. coli.
2: I mean, it's like a good diet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> People say you can get E. coli from eating cookie dough too. I so know. I don't believe that.
1: Okay. Have you ever heard of a person? If Rocky Balboa cola?
2: can drink 12 raw eggs and go running, I can eat raw cookie dough and sit on my couch that's and true. I'll be fine. <laughs>
1: that's fair. So that's, that's fair.
2: That's my philosophy. Or just a bowl of
1: romaine lettuce is just as big of a risk nowadays.
2: I saw a meme where it says something about taking raw cookie dough, rolling it up in romaine lettuce, and just gambling. (laughs) I mean, it's a gross combo, but either way, you can get E. coli. A good diet. Yeah, that or like a good stomach bug, you're good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, if any of you guys are going on no. vacation anytime soon, you need to fit in a bathing suit. Maybe just have some romaine lettuce. That's not a good idea. I mean, that's Don't also that. called a salad. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. people that are healthy I'm eat like salad. that doesn't have E. Coli.
2: <laughs> I think that you know I, they probably lifted the ban
1: by now. No, it's new. It happened again. Oh my god. You didn't hear that? No. It all just happened again. Well. It's the same farm. Why is this farm still giving us, I don't understand. I don't eat salad. Like, it had to clear. today. It's probably, everybody's like switching it. I don't, I think the world has given up on romaine lettuce.
2: I mean, there's other types of lettuce out in the world.
1: You can eat. Why is it just iceberg and romaine? Why do they get all the attention? There's got to be another one out there. Spinach. Yeah, but spinach is different.
2: It's I not- had a salad today that was spinach and spring mix. It wasn't winter,
1: nice. but it was spring. <laughs> is there other season mixes? I don't think there's a fall or a summer. There should be one that's a fall one. Leaves from your tree. <laughs> <laughs> In a bowl. Put some ranch on it. Or pumpkin spice. <laughs> That would be a fall salad, absolutely. What? No chance of E. coli there. I'm Maybe sure something else. I would say there's
2: <laughs> if it's dead trees on the ground, you're eating just bugs and dirt at that point. Happy fall spring or a fall
1: mix. Fall mix. <laughs> so, Chili is a steak connoisseur, the steak queen, <laughs> and a baker. And a mom to a four-legged chewy. Chewy Frank. She was Oh, I wonder if you guys can hear <laughs> <It's a> little, <laughs> <laughs> my friend's clock. It's a little scary. It scares me in the middle of the night. I'm watching my friend's dog right now. And I'm staying at her house. And she has a clock that plays a spooky song. Every,
2: every hour. <laughs> it is not the doorbell.
1: <laughs> I freak out almost every time, too. I'm like, who's at the door? That's my biggest fear. Yeah, I couldn't.
2: Um, Well, I mean, I've lived alone for enough time, and Chewie never barks, uh, but if he does, uh, that's where I freak out, because then I'm like, oh my gosh,
1: who's here? You see the door, how there's a wreath on it? The amount of times I've thought that that's a person. Oh, no (laughs) thanks. I can't even tell you. I
2: could never. Um, (laughs) I don't do scary movies, and everyone who says like, oh, you should come away. We'll go watch a scary movie. I said, I live alone. (laughs) That is always my excuse to not. I'm like, I live alone. Like, why would I ever do that to myself?
1: I live alone, but I live in an apartment, so not really.
2: I mean, my dog's 10 pounds. He's doing nothing to nobody.
1: You live, like, in a house alone. Yeah. Like, you're alone alone. I'm alone alone. Um, Like, if I scream loud enough in my apartment, somebody will come. I'm
2: pretty sure because I have on both sides of me, they are new parents on each side. If I screamed, they would do nothing. (laughs) They'd be like, "Oh, um, I don't know. They're probably too busy with their kids screaming that they're not." They don't even notice it. No, they've
1: tuned out screaming at this point.
2: Pretty much, it's like they're not even phased. It's like an automatic thing when you become a parent. Yeah,
1: you're like, "I, I hear nothing.
2: Yeah, so everything,
1: nothing is gross, and you don't hear anything. Yeah. You That's become what, really good at selective hearing. Yeah. Absolutely. I've discovered that since becoming a preschool teacher, I am like, it has prepped me for motherhood like I wouldn't believe. Like everything that used to gross me out, it was like it's like immersion therapy mm-hmm. with how many gross things I deal with on a daily basis.
2: I treat Chewy like a child, so therefore <laughs> like it's legit, it's a weird like it's so bad. I'm an epitome of dog mom, where <laughs> I said to my mom the other day, I sent her a picture. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like he's a real boy. And she's like, wait, what? He's not. (laughs) Because we treat him like he's a real boy, like Pinocchio. And so like when it comes to legit parenting, I will be doing dishes and I hear this tiny little sneeze or growl because he wants attention. And I tell, not now, not now. I will, I'll do, I'll tune him out like any parent does with kids. (laughs) And I will pretend that I don't hear him because if I look or give him, you know, any kind of eye contact, he thinks he needs to play right then. I'm like, I need to finish doing the dishes. You have plenty of toys.
1: Go play by yourself. Go play by
2: yourself. Be a good little boy.
1: But he wants mom's attention.
2: Right. So You
1: are ready. You're ready. You're ready to go.
2: Yeah. I sit on the floor of my kitchen half the time in the middle of doing dishes. I'm like, okay. And I sit down and then he comes over and just sits on my lap. Oh. He just wants to oh. want, Yeah. He's I've created a monster. He's so needy. It's so bad.
1: That's a bummer. I but mean, not really. Not
2: really. Like I He's cute. Yeah. He's i like cute. well when I remember him being a puppy and be like, Love me! <laughs> and I would just take him and like just hold him so close. I'm like, I just want to love you so much where you can't breathe.
1: I understand. And, yeah. Did you know it's like a kid? Like, psychology thing that, like, when they love something so much... They they want to put it in their mouth. Or, like, just hurt it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had one of my preschoolers the other day. He was trying to explain to me. I, like, looked at him and, like, smiled. And he was like, teacher. They all call me teacher. They don't know my Mm -hmm. name. We're in December. They still don't know. They remembered the library's teacher name. They've met her once. They don't (laughs) remember my name. (laughs) I'm with them every day. day. Teacher. I just... I really love you, and he started like hitting me, <laughs> like Aww. slapping my leg, and I knew to take it as like a term of endearment because like four year olds like they don't understand, right? Like, like, you don't know how to process, yeah, and they just, I mean, I get that too. Like when I see something really cute, I'm like, oh my gosh, you like clench your fists and like your jaw. You're doing it right yeah, now. I do.
2: <laughs> I do that to Chewy all the time. I literally will pick him up and like, I love your sweet face. I just want to kiss it so much. <laughs> And it sounds angry. Like, he doesn't know what I'm saying. The context, he's probably like, what did I do? Why, why is did she I,
1: yelling at why me? Why
2: did I make her so angry? Stop being so cute.
1: <laughs> they have no idea. And then when they don't listen to us when we're mad, we're like, why don't you listen to me? But it's because they're so confused. Because oh, sometimes on the daily. We're petting them, screaming at them over how cute they are.
2: Yeah. He, <laughs> we're like, I'll get home. And He is, like, so excited because I'm home, but, like, he'll run over to the neighbor's house and literally try to walk into the neighbor's house. Oh, no. And I'm like, get over here. That's not where we live. And he, like, comes back over, and he's, like, at our doorstep, and he's so excited. I'm like, no, I'm yelling at you. You can't go to the neighbor's house. Stay here. It's not how things work,
1: sir. (laughs) They have their own dog. (laughs) You don't need another one. And yelling children.
2: Yes, yeah. No, just cause then I'm yelling and then it's just too much yelling and then I'm waking babies and then I'm like the psycho that's yelling at their dog that has no kids. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine.
1: <laughs> it's fine. This is chilly. We've got you. Welcome to my time. life. <laughs> that might be the best intro yet to <laughs> yes. who you are. <laughs> We've got a really good picture now. I'm a
2: crazy dog mom. Welcome. <laughs>
1: So to get into it, what we originally <laughs> started this podcast for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say is your most distinct struggle or just in general, like, struggles that you've dealt with that, like, stick out in your mind with your faith in God?
2: Um, well, it's funny. It's funny because, like, you know my story. So now it's like <laughs> I'm just retelling you and re reiterating uh, the struggles. Um I, it's so, um, it's hard to find a defining moment. Um, I think it's because I did have such a, um, weird start, um, with, well, again, I'm reiterating my story that you've already heard. It's okay. I want to hear
0: it again.
2: (laughs) So when I was eight, um, my... Mom and my step, or I think I was six or seven and my, uh, mom got together with my stepdad. And prior to this, it was just her and I, my step or my real dad was never in the picture. Um, and around eight is when, um, he went to prison for child abuse and against me. And that was one of the things that, um, looking back and now that I'm old enough to reflect and where I was at and where, how things kind of came about in my life that I feel like a lot of things did stem from that. Mm-hmm. Um I did have a background in the church prior to that. Like my entire family was so active in the church. We grew up Baptist, went to Iguanas, did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being five or six and I accepted Jesus into my life but I didn't really know what that meant and like what I had to do from there I just you know I was already going to church every day or every week like yeah um and then once my mom and my stepdad got together we were still going every week um but I wasn't it was just something that we did once a week it wasn't anything yeah. it just seemed a little different a little more to check yeah so, um, then when I was eight, I was taken away from my mom because my stepdad did go to prison for child abuse against me, um, physical. Um, and that was really hard. Um, yeah. I don't remember ever saying this, but my mom said that I once said to her, uh, when I was in foster care, why don't you want me? Oh. And I, I don't remember, like ever saying that, but I do remember being very conscious of like what was going on. Yeah. I, I vividly remember the day of um, being scared that my my aunt came to pick me up from school. My cousin and I are the same age and I said, I'm not allowed to go with other people. I can't leave. Like I've been told I no matter what, I can't go home with someone else. Right. And she's like, no, it's fine. Uh, she took me to the park. And I remember just being at the park and I couldn't play because I was so worried that he was going to get angry and how things were going to turn out when I got oh my home. Gosh. And um And at eight, you shouldn't really worry about that. Right. Um, and that's when she, I remember her sitting me down in the car and telling me that um, I would not be going there anymore and I was going to be living with them and that he was going to be going away for a little while. Um, and it was just, I spent a lot of time in my aunts anyways, because my cousin and I, uh, were so close. So to me, it didn't seem that strange. Mm-hmm. Um, at first it just seemed like a really long slumber party. Yeah. And then, um, it was just one of those things where I just became super strong. I felt like I was always pretty mature for my age. And knew how to process things. Uh, But going through that just kind of, like, made it progress more. Yeah. Um, When I was, um, I think, 9 or 10, my mom regained custody back of me. And I remember her telling me or asking me um, when I was 8, what do you think I should do? Oh, my gosh. Like, what do you want me to do type thing? And by this time, when I was taken away, my sister was already born. My mom had a, another kid with my stepdad. And um, I said, I was honest, you know, like, I don't like him. I don't want you to be with him. Yeah. And then she got mad at me saying how selfish it was because that was my sister's dad. And how can she grow up without a dad? Wow. Like, she didn't want that for her, like how yeah. I didn't have a dad. Um, so I remember going to visit him in prison. And, uh, he was in for about four years, I believe. Um, yeah, she wrote him every night. Um, they wrote, you know, she didn't divorce him. She didn't leave him. She did nothing. Um, and he apologized, you know, said like, you know, he was sorry. He would never do that again. Um, and then when he got out of prison and came back, Uh, things were fine for a little while. And then it wasn't really, it was never physically abusive after that again. Like, he wouldn't put his hands on me. But the things that he would say to me, Mm -hmm. um, was still awful. I remember being 13 and, like, thinking, like, I have five more years till I can move out. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was horrible. And I just never, throughout this, I was still, like – Going to church, uh, my mom forced me to go to youth group. I hated it because through this, no one that I was going to school with or going to youth group with, like, no one's going through that. Everyone had homes. You can't really
0: relate to anybody.
2: Yeah. Like, everyone had two parents and, like, no one was in foster care. Um, I just felt uh, like an outsider. Uh, Like, I could be a surface friend, but, like, nothing deep. Like, I'll – uh, like, a convenient one. Like, okay, we'll be friends and I'll hang out with you while I'm at school. But if I'm not here, like, I'm not hanging – like, I never really hung out yeah. with people outside of school or even outside of church or youth group. Um, so around um, 14, I met a boy and um, – Don't do
1: that. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was all downhill from there. Uh, so I met a boy <laughs> – and um I got so close with him and I always was like so boy crazy where it's like that was so important to me. I didn't focus on school. I'd rather focus on relationships with my friends and being social mm-hmm. and like boys
1: and um 'cause Do you that, think that's cause like the relationship at home wasn't there? Absolutely. So you're just craving any type of relationship.
2: I had no positive male role model, nothing. Like yeah. I was told, like, the most horrible things, and, like, I had a really warped view of what love was yeah. from another man because of how my stepdad treated me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: I, when I was 15, him and I, I vividly remember us getting in, like, the worst, like, fight ever. And um, I went to, like, I called my grandpa and made him come get me, mm-hmm. and I stayed there over the weekend, and I remember begging, like, please don't make me go back there. Like, I do not want to live there again. I yeah. did – I lived with my grandparents for one year when I was 13, and it was, like, the most amazing break. Yeah. Um, Because my grandpa was, like, the only positive, like, male um, person I had in my life. Like, we didn't – when I was younger, my mom moved us to Wisconsin, so it's like I didn't see him that often. But he was still, like, my everything and just – the only male that really, like, loved me. And it was hard because I was never, like, close to him, like, geography-wise. Um, but, like, that one year I lived with them, it was, like, just, like, a good break. Like, yeah. I was able to. Just, like, relief. Really. Yeah. And it was hard to go from having that, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, like, so positive. And, like, yeah. I felt so good. And it was such a. I remember, like, that was my eighth grade year. And it was such a great, like, loved it. And then, like, high school hit, and that's when I met this boy, and that's when um, I had to move back in with my mom and my stepdad, and, like, things got really bad with him, uh, with my stepdad. And I was 15, and I had my grandpa come get me, and after that, I said, they, you know, obviously said, like, you can't live with us, like, full-time. Your mom is not going to allow this. Um, So I told my mom, and I told my stepdad, like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Like, I'm, like... I literally lived with my stepdad from 15 to 18, uh, and I never said a word to him. Wow. We lived in the same house. Wow. And I um, would literally like w- walk in the door and like not pretend he wasn't there. Um, I'm really good at, I guess, compartmentalizing things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had to be, uh, and it's uh, kind of like shutting stuff off a little bit. Yeah. And – which in the long run is not healthy. Um, But I remember uh, doing that and, like, literally, if I wasn't at school, I wanted to be with my boyfriend. Yeah. And I um, remember being 18 and saying, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. And my mom said no and said, if you feel like this, then you're going to have to move out. My mom gave me 30 days and I moved out and, um, it was, it was an adjustment, but I've always been super strong and independent. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, this is what I wanted anyways. And Did you I, move
1: out like to live by yourself.
2: I lived with, it was my best friend at the time. Okay. And, um, we worked together and then, you know, lived together. And mm-hmm. the things we had like i think we we only lived together a few months and then things like blew up and she left like literally we had the same job we worked separate shifts one day i was at work and she wasn't and i came back and things were gone oh my
0: gosh mm-hmm.
2: um it was crazy because my boyfriend uh was de- like his best friend
1: was dating her wow
2: yeah so like it was really
1: awkward. Yeah. Um. It's like your whole friend group then is just. It like, was just really weird.
2: Yeah. Um. So we, I only let, her and I lived together a few months, and then I had to like move into a one bedroom. So I'm like 18.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Just living on my own, and I, I think at that time I was working two jobs, uh, just to, uh, pay bills. Yeah. And through this, um. I think by the time I was 18, I stopped going to church. I was just done. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel close with God at all. And um, then at uh, 19, my boyfriend, since I was 14, and I decided to get married. And uh, that was... Um, we thought we knew everything. That's, that's honestly like the only, at 18, you feel like you know, know everything and you oh, know yeah. better. And this is, um, the life, like we just, were so in love. And it's funny because looking back now, it's been 10 years since, yeah, I'm 28 now. Um, we knew nothing. <laughs> like it's I knew so, how to pay yeah. a bill, but like being a wife and like making a marriage work and communication, like you don't yeah. know that at 18, 19, oh, not no. at all. Oh no, not at all. Um, so that um didn't go that well. Um I what was it? It was 10 days, five days, five days after we got married, uh, we found out I was pregnant.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: and um wow. <laughs> that went really fast. Um so we got married in July 10th, July 15th we found out I was pregnant. And then um November 25th uh is when um I had to give birth to our stillborn son. Uh which was really hard because 2 weeks prior to that, uh Adam decided he didn't want to be married anymore. So 2009 was not my best year. Um I think a week or two before Christmas, I filed for divorce.
0: That's and a crazy
2: year. It it was a lot. That's um, a lot. We weren't married for a full year, so like things were finalized that next February, and it was one of those things where like his parents showed up and my mom showed up. Like usually you don't have parents accompanying children to a divorce hearing, right? Um, it was just we we were playing house. Yeah. And marriage is a really legally binding situation. It was just – it was a lot. Um, so then, yeah, after I got married, um, I was just kind of lost because I felt like at that time, like, okay, this is my life. I'm going to be married and I'm going to yeah. be a wife and have a kid and this like this is my life. My life is planned out. And yeah. then after that, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I spiraled and – um, I, thankfully, one of the, the only smart thing I feel like I did then was I went to cosmetology school and I moved back home for a year to do that. My mom at that point was like, I'm not going to tell you like that you can't be out past two or, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: Um, because i already married. married. And divorced. Yeah, yeah. I
2: had my own household. Like what else? I'm not going to come back <laughs> home. You're like, you got to be in by 10. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so it wasn't when I moved back home. It wasn't that bad. Things were more calm and more chill. And you going through what I went through, like the last thing you do is like give me more rules on top of it. Um, so I was able to do that. Um, I ended up at that point was just I remember. I was 19, 20, and I was just into, like, drinking and having fun. I went to college school in East Lansing. So it's like I went to a tons of parties and oh, yeah. just kind of um, – God wasn't in anywhere in my sight at all mm-hmm. at that point. Um, I would go uh, on Easter and Christmas, and that's it, I think, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then I think when I moved to – I followed a, a guy, again, to Metro Detroit – um and started living here and um I it's funny how things like we were talking earlier things change in like a hot second it's, oh, yeah. it's like you look back and you're like I didn't think my life was gonna go where it did um I was with friends and we were day drinking and someone said hey let's go to the strip club And I think I've been to one once prior to that. And that was it. And I had, you know, didn't really care. So I went along with and I, in the middle of the day, was approached by a guy and said, oh my gosh, you are so beautiful. You would make so much money. You should come do this. And I went and talked to my boyfriend at the time then. And he said, yeah, why not? If I could take off my clothes for money, I would. So I don't – you should do it. So I remember going and, like, it was one of those things where it's, like, you just don't think. You just do. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, the next day I still couldn't believe I did it. Like, I went there. It was, like, during the day. And I remember just getting so drunk and – it's, like, one of those things where I feel like you have to to do that. Yeah. Uh,
0: how was it,
1: like, did you have to, like, buy clothes, like, for the job or did they, like, give them to you? Like, how you, was
2: – You go there and so there's a house mom. Okay. And, like, that's her job. Like, she, she is the – she's in the back room and she is the mom of the girls there. Like, she has – Every, like, you know how if you go to the bathroom in a club or a bar yeah. on a weekend and they got a bathroom attendant, yeah, how they have everything there, like, that's who, how she is. Like, so she had shoes and outfits for like, oh wow, you to buy, and then like, obviously, you have to like go buy your own stuff, yeah. And the weird thing is, and I remember having like this thought, um, after like a few months in, so like, to go and buy clothes and shoes. Um, for a strip club, to be a stripper, is at a sex store. Yeah. Like, you literally go – it's where people buy, you know, things for sex for your job <laughs> uniform.
1: Yeah. It it
2: was just, so, like, a weird
1: realization. And it's just, like, sitting in a store and, like, having, like, two things in your hand. You're like, which one am I going to buy to – where to work and, and it's literally that whole mental process. Yeah. Like, you see
2: – and there's, like, creeps in the store, but it's fine because those are the kind of creeps that you see,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, down at the club at my job every day. And it's, like, you get weathered to certain things. Like, I grew up in the church, and, yes, you know, like, I did have kind of, like, a rough upbringing with my stepdad – But at the same time, I still was kind of sheltered and still um, didn't see certain things. So to literally be – like seeing other girls take off their clothes for money um, and then also doing that as well. It was one of those things where you just – again, I guess I just put it out of my mind. And like I had a stage name as all people do. And it's funny because my real name is oddly enough. (laughs) <laughs> like, I would lie in my name at the club was Stephanie. And it's, like, that's more normal than my actual name. So I would convince people that was my real name. And they're, like, well, what's your stage name? I'm, like, oh, it's Stephanie. Like, I can't remember to have, like, to answer to a name that's not mine. And that wasn't my name. But that also was, like, the only way I could make it through doing that, anything that I did there.
0: Yeah. Because that, that was – Stephanie. Stephanie.
2: It wasn't me. It was Stephanie. And I, uh, saw, like, it was just really sad to, like, see certain things that, like, I remember when I first started there, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, you know, like, what so-and-so did, like, because everyone in there was honestly just selling themselves for money, and there was just tons of prostitution and just drugs. And, to see that, I remember in the beginning, I was so just, like, taken aback. Yeah. And then after a little while, it was just a normal Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. And it's so sad to, like, that you get weathered. Certain things like that you should see never, let alone get used to. Right. Um, and I remember, like, my mom would call me and I would be at work. And I would answer the phone. And to me, because it was funny. Because I was making my, like, to make my mom feel uncomfortable.
0: Right. But at
2: the same time, like, it was just so sad. And I remember her always saying, and it's her famous saying, she says all the time, God's got you. Yeah. Like, she never worried because she's like, God's got you. And um, I was always told when I was there, like, you're not like all the other girls here. Like, guys would say that. And – I'd be like, oh, thanks. And it's just one of those things where it's like I wasn't because I knew what – I knew I shouldn't have been there. I knew it was like in the back of my mind. I felt like I was possibly worth more, but at the same time, probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why I let people treat me the way they did when I was there. Um, And being there sent me down a worse path when I met um, my – now ex-boyfriend, and I thought he was amazing, Mm -hmm. and he just saw something in me that he uh, just couldn't stay away, Um, and he was like, you're better than this. You know, you have a license to cut hair. Why aren't you doing this? And I thought he really just, like, loved me, so he... Um, just kind of pushed me to like get out of there and not be there anymore and to get into doing hair again. And I was starting to do that. And then I just thought he really loved me. Um, things were, uh, getting kind of controlling, but obviously it's like one of those things where when you're so close, you can't see it. Yeah. And so I just thought it was like, he loved me. That was, like, always the thing, but he loves me. And it wasn't until a few months in when I was, like, so deep in and I was, like, so in love. I could not breathe without him. Um, He put his hands on me for the first time. And um, it was right before my birthday. And I remember having to go home and see my family and just you know, oh, well, we were just goofing around and like I slipped or just, I forget the excuse because I got really, really good at coming up with stuff to, um, cover up bruises. And I remember just my mom and my aunt, like being really worried. And when it came to, um, God, like I still, you know, I still believed in God. I just didn't have like a close relationship. <laughs> or any relationship, really. Not at all. <laughs> I I mean, I'm like, I, I gave my life to Christ when I was seven or six, something like that. But it wasn't, I had no relationship. Yeah. The only relationship I was concerned about was getting the approval of this man that I felt like was everything to me. And it wasn't in, like, it was just a downward spiral of I... Let him control everything, and I felt like I needed him that so badly. I remember he would just like, and I think he 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 definitely knew because yeah. he would say like, try to. I had no car. Um, I didn't have a. I had a phone, but he paid for it. Uh, my paychecks every week I had to like sign them and give them to him. I had nothing. Like I couldn't go anywhere, and, um. Because, like, I owed him so much. Yeah, And it was to that point where I was so stuck and he got really upset one day and he kicked me out. And he would threaten to do it a lot. Like, he would get mad and say, like, I don't want to be with you. You're garbage. You're just a stupid stripper. Um, Mm -hmm. You're nothing. And I would just beg him and just cry. Like, did you, like, view him
0: as, like, your savior
2: at that point?
1: Like
0: Always. From, yeah.
2: Yeah. Without you. And because he would say, if it wasn't for me, you'd still be back in that club. Yeah. You would, because there was girls that I would see, because even after he took me out of the club, we were partying there all the time anyways. Yeah. And I would see girls that I used to work with and dance with who were, like, going down a really bad path and, like, doing hardcore drugs. Yeah. I mean, I was doing drugs recreationally, but nothing hard.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and he would say, like, if it wasn't, like, for me, you'd be yeah. there still. And, like, I'm sure one day, mark my words, one day you'll be back there again. And that was one of those things. I always wanted to prove him wrong. And so I'm like, I'm never – like, that was never an option for me to go back. Um. And I used to, like, just beg for him to, you know, don't kick me out. I love you. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And I'm nothing without you. I I, Just the stuff that I would say, it's so crazy because I would never say that to anyone now. I was just so broken of a person. I just – like, I always felt a sense of abandonment. And I didn't want him to leave me again because then I would be broken and nothing and have nothing. Yeah. And – um. So one day he, um, finally did it and he kicked me out and I had nothing. He made me sign my check over to him that I received that day. And, um, he gave me five minutes to pack up my stuff, some stuff. Um, and he kicked me out. Uh, I had to sleep outside that night with Chewy. Good Chewy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Good poor, old chewy poor chewy <laughs> if
2: it wasn't for chewy <laughs> he he's literally the only thing that kept me together yeah um he he was my, my always my light with all the fights I, I always had chewy and he was my constant yeah um so it was hard because for two months I lived in motel six uh, I worked every day just to make forty dollars in tips. Because the salon I worked at wasn't that busy. So yeah. it's, like, I literally had to work every day just to make $40 just to pay the hotel just to stay for that night. And then, like, that didn't even count food. Wow. So it was it was hard. I um, remember just being so broken. And I... Felt myself being pulled more back into the church or just mm-hmm. wanting a connection with God again and just feeling just so lost and so alone. Um, I moved out here by myself and I didn't want to go back to Jackson. That was like giving up and just, you know, I for two months I had to go live back in Jackson and I was so depressed. I did yeah. nothing. I didn't want to live there. I didn't want to be there. And so I would honestly... Over, I chose to be homeless rather than go back to Jackson. Yeah. So I worked really hard and I ended up um, finding this lady and I rented a room out of her house with Chewy. And in that two years, like, I rebuilt my life. And, like, I got a car. I was able to move into a house by myself. And even then, I still had a lot of brokenness. Yeah. Um, but I still was feeling like this pull to like go back to church. And I was working in a salon, and Ben Hamas <laughs> sat
0: in my Shout chair out to ben. <laughs> Yay, ben Ben sat in my chair. and
2: i I remembered like the first time I actually went to eighteen twenty nine I had to apologize to him because Aww. the first time he sat down in my chair. Um, I was really mean to him, <laughs> which is so unlike me <laughs> because he what? invited me to 1829 and he's like, we had this really great group it's called 1829s at Kensington. I'm, I'm like, I don't relate to people my age. No, thank you. I only hang out with people older than me because my ex-boyfriend was 11 <laughs> years older. So all right. his friends were older. Yeah. My best friend was 40. Right. When I was like 26. Wow. So,
1: So you're like I was above you.
2: (laughs) I just felt, yeah. I it was like one of those things because I remember just being in in small group in high school, and I never like all the other girls doing
1: another youth group. No, it was like the worst because it seems like
2: all the girls in um in high school they were like, you know, really great at like they're all worried about like most of them are in private school and they were worried about like school and just getting great grades and I'm like my boyfriend's hot and I just want to spend time with him (laughs) like that's the only thing that you know when you're 16 you want to do so I remember I just didn't really feel like okay I'm 20 at the time I was 27 I'm a divorced stripper like Mm -hmm. no one is going to relate to me or, you know, like just no one gets me. I just remember saying that and thinking that. And then, um, I cut Ben hair another time and he invited me again. I'm like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And, um, I remember having, so I started a new salon and I got a Sunday off and I felt this like weird, just push, like, cause I like to sleep in go <laughs> to like go to church today. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, like, I'll go to Kensington because I used to watch it online sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I'll actually go uh, on Sunday. And I remember being there and them saying, like, if you're new, go to the back. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, we'll get you connected. I'm like, okay. And, again, this is, like, one of those things where it's, like, I just do and don't think. Yeah. And because, like, if it's, like, if you overthink it, then you just don't do it. And I remember this lady, and we fill out this card, and then she's like, oh, my gosh, like, how old are you? And then she goes, oh, right here, this is Natalie,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> she's the person I met, too.
2: <laughs> she's like, this is Natalie. Um, they have a group here called 1829, and I remember um, meeting Nat, and um, it was right when they started meeting every week, Yeah, um, which it was like crazy God timing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> with my new work schedule, I was able to go. And I remember seeing Ben and I just had to apologize for being so rude. Because was like, I'm so – like he didn't even recognize me at first. I'm like, hey. And he's like, what's up? Like just being like yeah. nice. And I'm like, I cut your hair. Great clips. He's like, oh, hey. Like thanks for coming. Yeah. So it's like – it was one of those things where um, I remember just – Like, again, I showed up to 1829 by myself, like, where it's one of those things, especially in your 20s, you don't just go do things by yourself. Right, right. But it's, like, every single thing, like, in my life, I feel like it's got me to where I am today. And, like, God's pushed me and, like, made me, you know, go to Kensington just on that day. And it's, like, in God's timing, everything was perfect. And it's great because, like... I've been able to connect with people there. And, yeah, like, not everyone has the same story. And just because someone hasn't gone through what I've gone through doesn't mean they don't understand me or can't relate to me. Yeah. Um, And I think it's one of those things where it's, like, Satan gets in your head and says, like, you have gone through this and, like, they're not going to accept you and people are only going to look at you as this. Right. Which is so untrue. And I love that like, let's see, it's December. It hasn't even been a full year. And I feel like I've grown so much and I love it. Like I have kind of sworn off dating because I just want to like date God and like get to know like who I am and get closer because I feel like if God's not in the center of whatever it is, it's just not worth it, whether it be like, a friendship or any kind of, like, dating thing. I feel like just God needs to be in the center.
1: Oh my gosh. Your story <laughs> is, like, I'm so impressed with you. Oh,
2: You've thanks. been through It's a lot. Everything.
1: I think everything.
2: I, I, there's, I've met You've people that are, like, a lot of... 40 that haven't even been through half, <laughs> and I'm just, like, it's not all it's cracked up to be.
1: Right. I always say, like, people will say that about like my story too, that they're just like, wow, you went through like a lot of times people go through like one mm-hmm. part of like what we've been through. And I'm like, no, apparently God said I could handle it all. So yeah. he gave everything to me, but now like we're turning it around and now it's cool. Cause like you're able to have this story of such a wide variety it's of a different lot. things. But like yeah. now you are able to connect with like so many different people over whatever they have going on. Honestly, like, I,
2: like, feel like I'm just checking off boxes. Like, okay, you've lost a kid. Like, okay, check. Like, I've been there. And, okay, you've been in a relationship where, uh, you know, things went bad. Check. Feel you there. Oh, you're divorced? Awesome. Like, not awesome, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'm there for you. (laughs) I'm there. I'm there. I get it. I'm there. And it's one of those things where, like, uh, my family and their faith, and their faith in God it has been, like, just mm-hmm. so huge. Because one of the things my aunt has always said, um, man, like, that's just, I just don't understand. But, like, God's really just, he's giving this to you because he knows you can handle it. And I just hope one day maybe you can help someone else. Like, I, yeah, she said that to me so many times. Like, I'm crying and just, like, why does this have to happen to me? Like, why is this my life? And she's, like. One day, hopefully, you're going to help someone else. Yeah. And I always thought, like, how am I going to help someone else? I can't even help myself through this half the time. And that's, like, I can't help myself. Like, God's the only one that got me through. Like, there's so many crazy things where it's, like, I honestly can't believe, like, I'm still, like, here today. And it's only by the grace of God because I could have just, A, been dead, B, jail, like – see who knows you know and he has a like god is weird timing but you know he's got his plan and that's him and it makes no sense to us but it doesn't matter so yeah it's it's been a lot but it's a lot uh I feel like I don't think I would change it there's some things probably maybe but it's like I feel like I'm a very just strong person and I do want to I want to help others that have been through that cuz I don't think anyone should feel the way I did and I agree. think that they're alone cuz no one's alone God is there and yeah. he is great.
1: So wow, I love your story. <laughs> it's like it's a roller coaster the whole way through. I love it. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry you went through all of it, but I- it's a good, like, you need to tell Hallmark channel your story. I, it
2: would be a weird, I feel like it would be a very long movie. It would have to be like a
1: series. Yeah, you could get a TV series.
2: I'll, do, I'll all right, Hallmark.
1: Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody from the Hallmark station is listening. <laughs> we have a really cool show. We got show. you. Lots of different, we have seasons, seasons of episodes. Yes.
2: Man, my mind's reeling now. Yeah. I can just start, I'm I'm going to write a book and then we will make it into a seasons situation.
1: Yeah. Like Game of Thrones. It'll be perfect. We have to come up with a name. I'm ready. I'm already thinking about a name. She I'm, is somewhere in there. I'm really bad with, with
2: names of that. I, w- I would not be good. I'll
1: <laughs> we'll write the book, you out. title it up. Okay. Perfect. I'll start working on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you say like after all of this stuff how do you keep your faith like going and like not plateauing
2: um I feel like I struggle with that a lot sometimes where I've heard you know I think there's something Drew said where it's like you you say like Oh my gosh, God, where were you and all this? And God says, like, uh, I was here. Yeah. Like I've always been here. And it's where you're at. So I have to like I try to remind myself that sometimes where I go through things. Um and I have to just remind myself, like, okay, like it's not, it's not God, it's on me. Like, okay, like um to keep going and keep faith in him. Like there's some times where obviously like, I'm not perfect. Like I said, I just try, um, <laughs> not try to perfect, but I just strive and try to, um, have a good, um, life and good going with God. And it's hard. Like last night I was crying to my mother, uh, cause I was like, kind of just feeling a little low and struggling And I think that's one of the things where a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, I've dedicated my life to Christ and everything's going to be perfect now. Oh no. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, that's not how it goes. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that's how it goes. But there are times where like when I do get upset and sad where I'm like, I have to remind myself um, nothing's going to be perfect. I'm going to have my lows and I do have to just keep continuing. I feel like. For me, um, it's really hard for me to like just sit and read the Bible. Yeah, um, it's makes like even if I read the message, which like is more understanding when it comes to like the words written. Yeah, I still feel like you know you read a sentence, you're like, wait, what was that? Yeah. So I have I everyone's got their own way where like they connect and grow. Um, I really love listening to different podcasts or um, like with different messages of different churches. Uh, and music. Like that's a huge thing for me.
0: Oh yeah. There's like I love a few a good songs song. where it's Man. like
2: I like there's a few Toby Mac ones and I don't care where I'm at in the car, <laughs> every time it comes on, I start crying. <laughs> Cause it's like it's so true. Yeah. Oh it's yeah
1: It's like
2: I, what's the one when love broke through? Cause that like honestly oh, my gosh. it's like I was searching for love my entire life. And the only and that's what I like where I'm at right now where I'm like, I don't need another man. Like, I don't I've got God's love. Yeah. And Amen. like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> and Amen. I especially would like say I, you know, with my stepdad or my issues with my family where I just tell myself it's fine. You know, things suck, but I have God and that's all I really
1: need. I agree. If you guys hear a dog tag, it's because (laughs) (laughs) the dog Louie just came over to make an appearance. He's going to bark at me. (laughs) You might hear him speak in this. Oh, he came to cuddle you. (laughs) But yeah, that's really good. I mean, I think there's so many ways to access God. And like, I mean, you're trying to like read the Bible, like. The effort is there, but even just, like, podcasts and hearing other people's take on verses and, Mm -hmm. like, worship music just gets me every time.
2: I feel like a lot that I've learned from when I was younger, like, different Bible stories, I don't remember a single thing from Awana's or anything like that. Like, certain Bible stories, I'm like, oh, oh. Ooh, yeah great don't remember that one that (laughs) happened like it's so it's really hard so I feel like sometimes I'm like I'm like a new Christian yeah uh it's just like back to restart so yeah I probably should I don't know I need someone to like sit and read me the bible I think (laughs) just tell me
1: hey everybody hey we got cut off we were talking for like another 20 minutes (laughs) And um, it got cut off at an hour.
2: And it got real interesting. Just kidding. <laughs> we already said the interesting
1: stuff. It wasn't that exciting. Shelly's moving to Florida, and yeah. I'm going to come crash at her place all the time. Which
2: I am so okay with because I'm moving down there and know nobody. So I need to just have
1: my friends come visit me all the time. This is an incredible act of faith, too. You're just like, God's telling you to move to Florida.
2: yeah. I, I yeah honestly yeah. I uh, I I feel like I love it down there anyways because I love Disney and I just feel like a huge pull to go to Florida like huge uh, I've been thinking about it for a year and it wasn't until like this past July I started actually making um, steps to go do it that's so exciting so I'm so excited for you I'm ready
1: and it's so funny because she told me she has the same salon yeah down there. And Kensington's down and there. And Kensington, Orlando. So so you're essentially doing the same. Exa- Do they have an 1829 down there? They don't. Maybe you should start one.
2: <laughs> Wait. Put that on the use for, for, for the Lord to come to fruition.
1: Because you're right now just essentially moving your entire life here down there with like the same Can we logistics? just take everybody and like just people?
2: Yeah. And just everyone can move down there.
1: I mean, if there's ever an option for me to move to Florida, I, I mean, will definitely consider it. You can be my roommate. Okay. All right. Yeah. As soon as I graduate college, eventually, maybe. One day. One day. Yeah. I might move to Florida with you. Sunshine State. I love the beach. Oh, well, I Orlando's love, not the, the beach. Idea, I know, but you're closer to the beach than we are here. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Like a lot closer to yeah. the beach. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, it's middle of the state, so I just hurricanes. Want to, like, be won't.
1: Sitting on a beach with a bowl of fruit. That's it. Fruit. That's the most random. Well, I, I don't guess know. that's like what you see on Instagram, right? Girls eating fruit. Let's be honest. Do they? I think so. Think of all the sand in your fruit. That's <laughs> like,
2: that doesn't sound delicious at all.
1: I don't know. That's what I picture. I mean, I, mean, I, go I don't. To the beach I feel like I don't follow
2: here. anyone. The people in Florida I follow, they go to Disney all the time. That's so. true.
1: You're a Disney person, not a beach person. Yeah, like you're you're like we both enjoy both, but
2: yeah, like I'll go to the beach, but like you want to drop me in Magic Kingdom for a week? Cool.
1: Beach, I'll do like two hours. Are you serious? I can. I opted out of Magic Kingdom last year to lay at the beach. Wow. Well. I wouldn't even – I, I wish bored. I could take a picture of Shelley's face. <laughs> I'm
2: so, like, flabbergasted. I have no words. I really – I have no words. Because, like, I get bored laying out at, like, the pool for, like, an oh, hour. Oh, my gosh. I
1: could do it forever. Oh, I just get so bored. Forever. And
2: then I want to sleep. And then I burn.
1: And yeah. it's not good. I don't know. I just – I love it. And being in the ocean. And um just all of that. Sharks. I love sharks. If I were to be bit by a shark, I wouldn't even be mad about it. What? Yeah, I love sharks. As long as they didn't like do any actual damage, I might be a little upset about that, but love sharks.
2: That uh, I've never heard
1: someone yeah. legit welcome a shark bite. I mean, I'm I'm swimming in their home.
0: I can't be mad at it.
2: I again, <laughs> no words. I'm no. That's like being in the rainforest and then getting upset if something bites you or, like, welcoming it.
1: I mean. Yeah, that's true. I don't like alligators. I don't either. I'm not looking forward to that. And sharks aren't? No. (laughs) I just – I have my reasons. Okay. (laughs) Alligators look – at least sharks are cute, you know? No. No. (laughs) No. Lost me there. (laughs) I caught one time when I was fishing in Florida, I caught a baby hammerhead. And it was real cute. Okay, if
2: it was a baby. It was a baby. Yeah. It was really cute. Like a giant one,
1: I wouldn't be like, oh my god. They have such like derpy faces sometimes. <laughs> it cracks me up. Did you let it bite you? I have an app that, for, it's what? called Shark Tracker. And it show, they like have all these different sharks that are tagged. That's so funny. And you get to see, there's one Catherine the shark. Oh my God. Um, She has a Twitter. Shut up. I'm not kidding. She has a Twitter. Her name is Catherine the Shark. And her, she has like. She's in the ocean. She's, she's in the ocean.
2: <laughs> How does.
1: I'm not kidding. I don't even have
2: Twitter. And I'm a person and I'm land. <laughs> I don't even know what a retweet is. Catherine the Shark. I'm looking her up All I can Twitter. think of is that shark song. Um. Oh yeah, the baby shark. I mean, you're a preschool teacher. I'm sure you hear that. Oh yeah, ton.
1: too many times. See, here's a picture of her. I suggest to all of you guys. I'll put a picture. Oh my on gosh! Website with this she She's, says. She her says her, what? Last, her last tweet was back headed to Florida. Hashtag Disney, here I come.
2: <laughs> That's a joke. No way. <laughs> She's not going to Florida and she's not going to Disney. She's going. She's on her way. I hope she has Suntan Lotion. Hopefully. And good thing I won't I'm not there right now.
1: There's another one that says, I sure do have the munchies. What?
2: (laughs) Who makes this up? I'm making a Twitter
1: for Chewy. Do it. I would follow it. I don't really go on Twitter anymore.
2: I don't know. I
1: obviously, I don't. Entire Twitter Twitter might just turn into like animals tweeting.
2: That's a thing.
1: I'm so old because I'm barely even Instagram. Yeah, I used to Twitter more than I do now.
2: I know retweets are a thing. Yeah, (laughs) I. That's kind of it.
1: That's it. I think I signed up. I have a very angsty Twitter. I'm Uh, not as
2: angsty anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I know. I used to – it's funny when you see, like, memories pop up on Facebook because then – which is kind of cool because it shows me, like, how much I've grown. Yeah. um, Which is, like – But you're also, like,
1: like, why was I there? (laughs) Yeah. At
2: the same time, I'm, like – it's very cringy. It's cringy. Yeah. I'll go
1: back and I'll start, like, when memories pop up. Have you ever read your notes on Facebook? Did you do those?
2: No. What's a note?
1: There were these things when I was, like, in eighth grade – and it was all these questions that you would fill out with like answers to them. I had MySpace, and in. one one of them, like there's a whole bunch of them that are embarrassing. It was like, do you like lipstick or chapstick? My answer was no, gloss. Ooh, it's <laughs> like whoa. What well, that's very wow. Cool. I was aggressive. Yeah, it is aggressive.
2: Um, <laughs> no, in eighth grade. Well, I think I might be a little older than you. Yeah. Um in eighth grade, I was all
1: about MySpace. Yeah. I didn't get, I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace.
2: I didn't get Facebook until I was, uh, 19 married. And the only reason I had it is because I would go to family things and my mom would tell my grandpa, Hey, can
1: you post this on Facebook? Really? My grandparents, I was Facebook. one of like the first people I knew to have a Facebook. Really? Yeah. I think it's just cause my parents like didn't know what it was. So they couldn't tell me that I couldn't have it. But mm-hmm. my only friends were my cousins who were in college Because it It just became public for, like, other people to have it, like, when I got my Facebook. Like, nobody – I was definitely, like, one of the first 14-year-olds.
2: Probably. On Facebook. I think my mom – 13. Maybe I was 12. I was young. Yeah, that's young. My mom and my my grandparents had one before me, so (laughs) that's the only reason why I got it. Yeah. And then now I don't think I really use it. Except for Candy Crush. <laughs> I've been playing it for eight years. No shame. Not at all. I'm very proud because I'm on level 3,500 and something. So Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's
1: great. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this nine-minute segment of us talking about nothing to do.
2: <laughs> we just had to cap it off because we got cut off.
1: It got, yeah. It got really deep in this one, too. So we had to... It was like a sandwich. First, we talked about steak and... Oh, yeah. Something else. Yeah. And then it got real serious. And And now we're talking about Disneyland and sharks. We
2: gotta end on a a high
1: high. note. Yeah. Not bumming people out. This is good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I will talk to you guys next week. Make sure that all of you guys check on my Instagram. Um... Shalee will be tagged on there. If you guys want to give her a follow or a shout out or anything it's positive just in the comments, chewy. It, that's fine. It's if you just, guys yeah. want to see a really cute dog, give Shelley a follow. Yeah, it's just pictures of Chewy. It'll so. be cute. Mm-hmm. So again, my Instagram is hearts unglued. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll see you next week.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast, Hearts Unglued. I hope you all loved listening to our conversation and got some comfort in remembering that you are never alone. God knows our hearts and is just waiting for us to surrender it all to him. You can find me either at my website, Hearts Unglued, which is heartsunglued.wordpress.com or my Instagram at heartsunglued. Thank you again for listening, and I'll be back next week with another topic on the common struggles as a young Christian adult in the modern world. See you then.